It's time for Promo Corner's Industry Insider with Jeff Franklin, Stephen McFadden, Meg Herber, and Bill Petrie. Each Monday, they discuss, dissect, and debate a single issue impacting the world of promotional marketing from every industry perspective. The Industry Insider is only available at Promo Corner, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Jeff, Stephen, Meg, and Bill. Welcome to another edition of the Industry Insider Podcast. I am Bill Petrie, one of your hosts for this fine broadcast, and we've got three other fabulous people joining me, as they always do. We'll get to them in just a second, but first, I want to thank our great sponsor for this podcast, Logo Mats. You know, we talk about how they're committed to uh, integrity quality and the fastest delivery times in the industry. And because they focus exclusively on mats, Logo Mats offers the best products and warranties in the business. You can offer your customers a product that increases their brand visibility while also providing functionality in their facilities. And like I've said before, the mats last three to five years. That is a such a small cost per impression. And the best part is, I've talked about it, no setup or art fees, and no minimum order quantity. So if you want to learn more, head over to LogomatsLLC.com. You won't be sorry you did. Miles Wadsworth and his team are going to take great care of you. We have some of them here in the Promo Corner office, and they're fantastic, and it really uh, makes the place look snazzy. That's right, snazzy. As I like to say, the podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Just search Promo Corner in the search function and hit that handy subscribe button. Now I'm joined, as always, with Jeff Franklin and Meg Erber, who are our suppliers on the podcast, and Stephen McFadden, who is our distributor on the podcast, and I play the role of lukewarm water, as I am the service <laughs> provider. And So today, we're going to talk about expenses, out-of-pocket versus company paid. So I'm really looking forward to this discussion. Who wants to lead us off today? Does Jeff, Jeff want Jeff to? Does. <laughs> wow. How does everybody... Uh, we're bullies. Yeah. Well, you yeah, asked I see about that. it last time, and you, you know. Just, I, I didn't ask about it. I just I got, so picked, I got picked for the kickball team first. <laughs> we don't want to burst your bubble. So. <clears throat> All right, well, I'll kick it off. Cool. Uh, sure, why not? So, yeah, I mean, I, I think this is sort of an interesting topic for uh, a lot of people out there because I know everybody operates on different models. Um, you know, some suppliers have, you know, company cards. Other suppliers have you pay for stuff out of pocket and reimburse you. Mm-hmm. Uh, multi-line reps, for instance, you know, everything comes out of their pocket. You know, they're complete 1099 contractors, but they do, uh, in my experience, get uh, some some of that cost also sort of reimbursed uh, from suppliers. Uh, on the distributor side, you know, I'm sure things are covered a little bit less. Uh, you know, like if you wanted to do something like Spark or an NALC, I'm sure a lot of that stuff would be on your own dime. Uh, you know, they might allow you to take the time off, but, you know, you have to pay for it. So, I mean, there's a whole slew of avenues we could go down with expenses, you know, paid versus, um, you know, reimbursed or out of pocket. So uh, that's my take on it. Why don't we, uh, why don't we go to Meg? Okay. <laughs> so I've been on both sides of this industry. Um, started off as a distributor, and I remember we won some award. I think it was like fastest growing distributor. So they sent me to Vegas. I was there for about 24 hours. I don't even remember the trip, but it was everything was paid for. You know, great, grand, fantastic. I hung out with supplier reps the whole time, and they paid for all my drinks. And literally, I think the only thing I paid for while I was out there was one of my meals. Um, then fast forward, I was at Jetline, everything, I had a credit card, so everything went on my credit card. Um, you take distributors out to dinner, your flights, your 
any of your NALCs, anything like that was, I didn't go, but as an example, everything was paid for. Um, but then you start seeing that it's being taken advantage of, I think, sometimes. And you gotta, you got to be careful, I think, on both ends. Um, but then fast forward to now at SNS, we, I don't have a company credit card. Uh, so all of my expenses are actually out of pocket and then I'm reimbursed. So I'm, I think I'm a little bit more careful about where I spend it, what I spend it on, because uh, it's you know I can either put it on a credit card or put it in, on, out of my debit card. And either way, if I don't expense that by the end of the month, I'm gonna be stuck paying for it. And we all know how awesome I am at doing my expenses, so. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually kind of nice that they, in a, in a way, like there's a, a nice twist you could put on that though, Meg. Like you if you're putting it on your own. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. That's exactly where I was going with that. So, I mean, that's kind of nice. You know, you could build miles or, you know, points or whatever, uh, but still you, it still gets paid for by, you know, the company, which is nice. Me, on the other hand, I have a corporate card, so everything just gets paid for uh, on the Amex. But I, I'm still, you know, because it's part of my job, like I have to account for anything that I spend. So I have to make sure that, you know, I'm also cautious about what I spend money on. <laughs> Yeah, there was a lot of kickback on RN when we, because we had gone over from just regular expensing to um, Concur. It's a, like a app, basically. And they wanted us to book all of our hotels and flights, and people were getting upset. But it, we can, we actually, they ask us for all of our traveler numbers, all of our rewards numbers. So we are still getting the, the points and, the, and everything. I think where it boils down to is where people were using their credit cards for the flights and then getting those miles which you guys said but we don't do that anymore it's all booked through our like travel agent basically so depending on which way you're going with it yeah i'm gonna get the miles somehow but not like you're thinking so are you guys given like a budget or a limit though because if you're Mm -hmm. on your own doing stuff how do you know when you've reached the spot of oh no return yeah you (laughs) you you spent too much meg like now that was all just on you yeah uh we do have documents in place we have like our own little wiki online thing that you can say this is our expensing this is what you're allowed this is what you're you're per diem per day um obviously it's gonna be different if i'm local or if i'm in vegas i mean my meals here could be like 10 12 bucks for lunch where my lunch in vegas might be 40 or 50 bucks so it obviously depends where we are um but I haven't, I haven't received much kickback. Usually if I'm going to provide like a big lunch, like I have a customer that does, you know, amazing business with me and they don't ask for anything. So occasionally I just take them uh, a big lunch and, and they have 50 people there and I spend um, a couple bucks, but I, I do get permission just so when I do expense that there's no like, whoa, what was this? You know, you just got to be open and have that conversation. But for the most part, yeah, obviously, SNS has, has been giving me a lot of leeway, and I haven't had any kickback on anything so far. I think if you operate under the pretense that you're spending your own money, the, I, you know, and that's what and, it is, I am. Think about yeah. it that way. Then yep. you know it's. Then I think you're safe. But yeah, you know, if you're out, you know, drink for you, um, just, drink just, for just, you. Yeah, just drink playing Oprah Winfrey with your drinks. Then yeah, yeah that might be. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've heard some suppliers say some things and and it kind of raised a few red flags and I wasn't sure if it was just a sign of, you know, a lazy rep or if it was actually like legitimate. But I've heard people say things like, hey, no, 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 I'll I'll go and buy your drink. I need to show some expenses, you know, that, you know, like that that I'm actually taking people out, that I'm doing stuff like that. And and to me, I'm like, is that... Is that because they just haven't, or like they've got a budget they have to spend by if certain they're point? They're saying that, then they're I, probably just not doing their job. Okay, that's kind of what I was <laughs> well. I just, I'll I'll I put mean, it this way: I know I had another job that was outside of this industry. It wasn't in sales, but I know the salespeople actually would get like grilled if they weren't spending enough money. Hmm. Like they wanted you to be entertaining, taking people to ball games, you know, 
going out to extravagant dinners. Like what? Like they wanted you to wine and dine the crap out of the customers. And, it's networking, um, man. We see. It's- yeah, it, it is. I mean, and it definitely pays off. I, I think. But so, I mean, obviously, if somebody's saying that, maybe that's you know from their company, maybe that's their standpoint, and maybe it's not. You know, maybe it's just them. Maybe you're completely right. Maybe it's just a lazy rep that doesn't do it very often, so they want to show that they are doing a little bit of something, something. I don't know. Yeah. So, like, uh, Stephen, I'd like your take on this. Like, as a distributor, what do you expect the supply? I, I'm using that word "expect" versus like, oh, like, or a thank you. Like, what do you expect the suppliers to pay for? And this also goes into like regional associations too. Where uh, obviously it's a two-part question, but I'd like to hear your thoughts. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, I, th- I think that you know we there, we had a little bit of a discussion on that previously, and you know, everything from you know samples to dinners and, and things like that, and and I think that there's you know, a, a word that we, we spoke about a lot was partnership. And I think Bill wrapped it in a, a, a nice little bow of, you know, we don't want to abuse that word because it's such a, it's it's such a, a real thing, but people mm-hmm. will, say, will say that, but they don't actually, they're not actually partners, you know? And, and you know, I, I think some of what we do can flirt with that line, but we never ask if anything from a supplier we're not doing a, a significant amount of business with. Like, we're not going to go say, hey, you know, we don't really get to meet our reps. You know, we know you're going to be at the show. This could be an opportunity for us to meet up with you because we're bringing our team. You know, we, we'd love to schedule some time with you if you want to go out to lunch or dinner or whatever, whether it be in Vegas or at a show. Uh, but we're never going to ask that to someone we're not doing a significant amount of business with because that's just not fair. You know, that's, right. that's, right. Not, that's not appropriate. Um, so we do have some thresholds with stuff like that. Um, and that's, that's actually one of the things I do. Uh, probably starting in like September, October, is I'll start to look at our our year-to-date expenses, our sales, and I'll say, okay, well, who do we actually have reps that are local? Maybe I don't need to be with them because they can just come by and see me anytime. Um, but who's who's only going to be there in Vegas? Uh, who would who would it benefit for us to meet? Um, so with stuff like that, we'll ask you know to see if they want to do a dinner or a lunch or grab drinks or whatever's convenient for them and convenient for us. Uh, samples, things like that. You know, we always want to. We never push back on, you know, s- supplying, um, you know, a shipper number or something like that to, to help with with products. But we do we do ask for free samples because it's part of. Well, sample sell. I will never. Yeah, kick, I will never give you any kickback on samples. Yeah, co- cost of doing yeah. business is kind of. What yeah, we're that's saying. exactly. We we do though. You know, to kind of flip it around, on our side, I've I've heard a lot of different business practices on. You know, do you have to have, you know, certain sales thresholds to send people to a conference? You know, do you need to have, uh, like, if someone wants to go to Spark? You know, Jeff, you mentioned paying your own way. You know, we we were going to just send somebody. We were going to pay for them. Uh, you know, but we've heard a lot of people say, you know, no, you've got to reach X, Y, Z sales threshold or whatever to be to pay for that. We've also heard different companies approach on on sample policies. You know, mm-hmm. for for those types of companies that don't provide free samples, you know, they you know you're you're personally responsible for samples. Um, you know. I don't know. Like I, I think as an owner, like we, we assume that there's going to be some sort of expense to help our salespeople be good salespeople. Um, you know, we order self promos. I don't order it for myself. I order it for the company. So I'm not going to charge, uh, you know, a salesperson for those self promos. But I have heard some people say, you know, hey, we're ordering this for the company. If you'd like some, you know, we'll just do it as a draw. You know, or like, well, you can buy however many self promos you think you're going to use. I don't know. I feel like they're that it kind of puts you in a weird spot. I can understand both sides of it, but um, 
Yeah, and that's that's more of what we see on our side as far as personal versus company expenses. Yeah, and I think that's just uh, a little bit of a mentality, you know. I mean, I think there's on the distributor side because there's no barrier to entry, and there might not be a, a huge amount of super experienced people as far as you know wanting to take that risk. I mean, I think a lot of it comes down to risk um, mitigation and trying to you know el- eliminate as much risk as possible. Obviously, if they're spending a bunch of money. Uh, I mean, that's it really kind of comes down to, you know, how they hire people too. you know, they might not necessarily um, might not necessarily hire somebody in on a salaried (laughs) role, but they might hire somebody complete commission because then they're not taking any risk. Uh, But the problem is, you know, getting younger people into the industry, you know, especially especially kids out of college, you know, with two hundred thousand dollars worth of school debt, there's no way that they can work a commission only job. Um, You know, so it's I think that's just a a mentality that a lot of people have to sort of take a stance on and understand that, you know, sometimes it takes a little bit of money to make a lot of money. Now, Jeff, do you have any customers or clients that you that only see their reps like supplier reps if they provide like a lunch or something? Is that do you have? Like, oh, I'm going to call on uh, Joe's drink or headwear down the street. Uh, but every time I go see them or you go see them, do you have to bring a lunch? Um, can I just tell you, I don't actually do lunches very often okay. at all. And okay. and the, I, I, t- I, I do that because the way that I approach things is a little bit differently. Um, I'm very much uh, in people's offices very frequently, but for a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. So there are some people I might see every week. But it might oh, okay. only be for five or ten minutes a time that I'm in there. Um, then there are others that I might see once a month, and I'm there maybe a little bit longer, 15, 20, 30 minutes, something like that. The, I do still do the occasional, you know, pop up, uh, you know, to, I guess meeting for people or presentation for their sales crew or whatever. But um, I think with us, I mean, a, a lot of that is really just like a once a time type or once a once yeah. per year type of type of deal because once you've seen the new product you've you've seen the product exactly um, and then it's just a matter of you know how do I stay top of mind most frequently and it's really just to be in front of them as often as possible so I don't really get a lot of uh, pushback on providing lunches and stuff like that I still okay. do it like I'll come in like if I'm doing a morning thing you know I'll bring donuts or donuts bagels coffees or something. yeah yeah um, and then occasionally I'll do a lunch so let me throw a question out there because this is the quietest I've ever been on a podcast. Um, <laughs> do you two as suppliers, Jeff and Megan, do you feel, and I've never called you Megan. Sorry, Meg. Uh, Jeffrey? Jeffrey? Jeffrey and Megan. And Megan. It's uh, yes. Sugar Mama Meg. Yes, yeah, Sugar Mama Meg. So <laughs> let me ask you guys this. Do you feel that it is a partnership? That's a word that's thrown very loosely around in our industry. And, and I do have opinions on the whole distributors paying for things, suppliers paying for things that I'll hold off for just a second. But do you guys feel that for the most part it really is a partnership between you and the distributors or not? Um, no. So I, he Whoa. says no. And oh, that's okay. Oh, I actually oh. value my partnerships. I call them like part of my team because here's the thing. I don't want to just be an order taker. I don't, I don't want their order. I actually I'd rather them send it right to customer service, to be honest with you. But... I will take it and put that personal touch on it. And I'm, I'm all about the relationships and growing that partnership. And I want them to be able to be like, yo, Meg, you screwed up. What are you going to do? I'm like, oh, come on. I got this. Like, or, or whatever. I, if you but don't on have the, that relationship. But on the flip side of that though, Meg, when, when the distributor somehow screws up the order or when the end user, God forbid, screws mm-hmm. up the order because they don't proof something correctly or whatever, that's when it when it sort of teeters that line a little bit because the distributor even though and I will say that there are some true partners out there that always do things by the book and it's great for the partnership 
but I would say the large majority of those relationships don't really, they're not partnership or they're partnerships they're until, until it's not, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And so in, in those situations where, you know, an end user, like I've got one right now, honestly, that, um, you know, the order was done. Uh, it was approved. It was proofed. You know, everything was approved. They got the caps. They didn't like the way that the the embroidery was on the cap because it was uh, embroidered on a foam front, mm. um, which you know typically you would do a transfer or a patch right. or something like right. that on a foam front. Um, so ultimately, we're you know we're doing a huge discount on the first order and we're rerunning a different order with a different um, decoration a different technique. Decoration technique, but. Uh, we wanted to, we went with the patch they approved it we manufactured the patches and then when they got the patch on the cap and they saw it or whatever they said no we want to do the transfer now so it's like Jesus I've you know you guys have approved everything throughout the whole process and you know here we are eating all of this and at some point we have to stop bleeding you know and I, I, I get it I mean it's part of the responsibility of the distributor to say you know to also mitigate risk and you know reduce <clears throat> eating as much as you can. But at the same time, not at the cost of the partnership, you mm. know, because yeah. there's a lot of times where, you know, we do fall on our sword all the time. If there's ever a mistake, we take care of it. We do everything that we can to resolve the issue. Um, but, you know, it's that it's, it should be a two way street. That's what a partnership is. Well, I've got a uh, you know, we, we've done stuff like this with decorators where, you know, we you know, I, I had a decorator at the time. He had just done a made a brand new shop, was rock and rolling, had, had good stuff. But you know, still getting into it with with accurately pricing things. You know, sent me a price quote back on a, on a big job, and it was really low. And I, I told him, I was like, I'll be honest with you, I was like, that's a really good price. I was like, so much so, like probably too low. You know, like you know, you get, and I was like, but I'm gonna I'm gonna be pushing you for stuff later in the future. I was like, so tell you what, I'll, you know, add 20 cents to that. We're good to go, you know, or whatever it is. And then in the future, you know, you, you, we'll have each other's backs and, you know, stuff like that. I mean, I think you've got to find little ways to give back and create that relationship with. I mean, we, not another example, literally last week, we had, we had approved something, client had approved something. It showed up, you know, it was about to be sent out wrong. Um, this, and this is with Numo, you know, and it was, it was completely our fault. And we told him like, Hey, you know, we, we ended up working it out with the customer. We're going to we're gonna give them a 25% discount. Go ahead and ship it out. You know, that's, that's our bad, not your bad. And they actually came back like, tell you what, we'll, we'll split it with you. You know, we're, we're in it together and moved on. You know, it's so stuff like that. They didn't have to do it. You yeah, know, and that's because they want the partnership. Yeah. yeah I mean, you have a responsibility, right? Yeah. yeah that's, that's the thing. And I just want to point out that the scenario that I was talking about, it was mostly on the end user, 100%. And that's well, why I'm saying, also, like, the, the oh, distributor gotcha. could have handled them too. Like they've got a, we all have our customers that we have to wear, wear our kid gloves with, you know, and when it comes to the end of the day, the distributor needs to have their kid gloves on with their end user. Like it's, mm-hmm. it can't just be the suppliers obviously always taking, well, I, taking the heat I, on everything. I think that's the tough part for them though, is that they're afraid to ever come to the end user with bad news. Cause they think they're just going to go to the next guy because there's so much competition many, out yeah, there. There's so many distributors to choose from. Um, so I guess that's the hard part for them. And maybe, Steve, you could chime in there. But, I, I mean, at some point you do have to sort of pick and choose who you work with, you know, because you, you should be able to fire bad customers. That's all there is to it. Yeah, no, that's that's true. And that's I'm sure that's a, something maybe we could talk about as far as firing customers could probably be a whole whole thing. But, yeah. Um, but, you know, I, th- I think it's transparency, open communication is really yeah. what, what does it. We, 
you know, I was I was working on a new customer, and they they told me right off the bat, they're not working with their their old distributor because they've got they they had too many issues, and it wasn't about the issues; it was how they handled them. And and I was like, you know, that's that's a great point. And I said, and, and I'll tell you, I said, we're not going to be perfect. There's going to be stuff that's going to go wrong, whether it's our control or, or my. It's inevitable. Snafus are inevitable. Yeah, and I told her I was like, there could be something that could be your fault. It could be my fault. It could be the you know the supplier's fault. I said, but. I'm going to tell you what's going on, and we're going to we're going to let you know how to how to navigate that, and give you all the options, and present it with you. And they're like, okay, that's all we can ask for, you know. And so, I don't know. That's just that's a communication thing, I think. No, I think you're right, and I think people having accountability and just being like, okay, well, we screwed up. This is what we can do to fix it, and give them options. And then, if yeah. a lot of people want people want things that are impossible, but sometimes rogue snowstorms are out of your control. You cannot control if UPS broke down and just didn't deliver. Like those things are, you just can't control them, but you can control what you do and how you react and how you treat the customer, hence the partnership or the relationship. And, um, you know, I think last year or maybe this year, um, 89% of the orders so far, um, have been delivered without any mistakes or errors from a supplier. But what that means is that one out of every 10 orders you potentially have an angry client and a fire that needs to be put out. So where do you go? You go to the, you know, the, the rep that you have the relationship with, and that rep will take care of it because they value the partnership. So that's where I'm coming from. This, I've been on both sides of this. I've had to run production for a year for about, with Jetline. I had to put out a lot of fires during that move. That was not a fun time. But again, because of that, because of those relationships, it's only helped me in my later jobs. Um, Hey, go, going into the expense side of it, have have you all ever heard of anything where people are personally responsible financially for mistakes or issues? Uh, I've only yes. seen it in that promotional product group where people are like, they bitch and moan like hardcore because like, oh, I'm out all this money because X, Y, and Z. And I kind of just start to tune them out because I feel bad for them. I'm just glad I'm not in their shoes. <laughs> yeah, if I, if I understand it correctly, I think there's some distributor customers that I have that if a job goes south, they're basically paying for anything that the company loses. It yeah. comes out of their commissions, which is yeah. kind of shitty. You yeah. Know? I know when I um, worked at my first distributorship, if I if I had made a mistake, they were they were very kind. Like they would not make me pay for it though, and that that was just good, you know company yeah. i guess good uh Actually, you, le- you learn from your mistakes yeah you, know you do I mean? you do you definitely do so is bill still on the podcast <laughs> i am i'm just <laughs> oh, listening intently hey to all of you three wise i would folks. i would love to hear his fingers oh god <laughs> <laughs> what would you like to hear jeff <laughs> I, I would love to hear uh the expenses uh side of things from from the uh the business service provider uh, a couple things. So here at Promo Corner, I don't have a company credit card. Um, I use my own personal credit card for expenses, um, and I have no problem with that. Um, I keep the miles. I can double dip. That's just our policy. Um, and I do think it makes people um, think about spending before they spend because it is your money until you're reimbursed. So from Megsper, that's that's where I kind of fall on that. Um, I've gone back and forth on that because there are some months where I have a $7,000 credit card bill, and I don't like carrying that personally. Mm-hmm. So I, I see both sides of that. I think the real thing I look at from the expensive side of the industry is that, that kind of uh, friction between distributor and supplier. And I see far too often, especially at larger national and, and regional trade shows, where you'll see a distributor sidle up to a uh, supplier and say, so, so what are you doing for dinner tonight? Mm-hmm. And they're not, they're not asking, would you like to go to dinner th- with me? They're asking, would you like to take me to dinner and pay for it? Mm-hmm. And, and that's always bothered me. And so when it's I, cringy. It, it is. And, it, and, you know, 
I think, unfortunately, a lot of distributors, I'm not going to say all, I'm not going to say a preponderance, I'm not going to give a percentage, but there's a measurable portion of distributors <laughs> that think suppliers have this unlimited uh, stack of money in which to wine and dine them. And they get to say things like, well, you know, I'm one of your biggest customers. And you go look up on their sheet and they spent $2,200 last year. So <laughs> you've, you get a lot of that. Um, I felt real icky about it when I was with Halo. I saw a lot of it. I saw a lot of it at dine arounds where um, I was the corporate uh, guy. Um, we had a supplier who was uh, footing the bill for dinner, and there were eight to ten people there. And the guy who sold a total of maybe $40,000 in products at Halo the previous year, he decides he wants to order the most expensive bottle of wine, and that always just made me just my blood boil. Mm -hmm. And so when I uh, started my own distributorship through a company that had hired me, it was a, a separate division in an office products company, I had a very strict policy of every trade show I went to, I would um, identify one supplier partner that had supported me um, when I started that, that business. Um, and I would say, uh, I want to take you to dinner. There's no 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 discussion about it. Where do you want to go? I'm taking you to dinner. Pick a night that works for you. And I did that. It's a very small way to give back. But I will tell you, the 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 what it spoke was volumes in terms of I do value this as a partnership. And I do know that it's off kilter. And you do get bled for money. And it does come out of somebody's budget somewhere. And so I'd, I'd like to see where distributors take more of that partnership approach and stop throwing around the word partnership and actually start acting like like it yeah tell them all right <laughs> on that note i'd like to thank our great sponsor of this podcast the good good strongs over at logo mats they've been producing high quality floor mats that provide a cleaner safer and healthier working environment for over 50 years they are truly fantastic people and that's what i do love about this industry we may get frustrated at times but i will tell you there's no industry where the people care as much as they do in this industry and the people on this podcast are no different and neither is logo mats no setup fees made in the usa 100 percent satisfaction guarantee for you the customer and there's no minimum order quantity at all so if you want to learn more go ahead and visit logomats. oops logomatsllc.com mm -hmm. you won't be sorry you did guys thanks a lot i think it was a good podcast hey distributors stop bleeding suppliers dry Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.